0: Hello everyone. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, uh, Yon is from um, Adelaide, you know, and in Australia. So we'll be just waiting for Jason. I have actually sent an invite to Jason already. So we will be kicking off at nine. Yeah, and uh, Yon actually, uh, YM is our new startup, you know, in Mesa Network. You know, she's uh, sorry, YM, you can introduce yourself.
0: Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm YM. I just started with uh, Meta Network recently, and uh, I'm also a core member of Glodal. Uh, in the real life, I'm a CPA and a tax advisor. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, to join t- uh, the, the space today. And uh, I'm looking forward to have a nice conversation with uh, both of you, the, the Step in, the Yang. Yeah. I love you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah,
1: actually, um, it should be shallow, you know, co moderator uh, this uh, space, but he got a really uh, bad stomachache. I think he probably going to miss it. So, uh, why I'm all be joining and co chair this meetup and just be waiting for uh, students to check in. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, how's the weather in uh, your city, Howard? Um,
1: very well. It's, I think it's, it's kind of a Sunny in the morning
0: and cloudy in the afternoon.
1: And oh, nice! The lots of people actually being crying to the recently.
0: Is that only me or everyone hearing Howard having uh, some?
2: Yeah, breaking breaking up the the signal yeah, is the signal. pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm currently living in the Netherlands, and the weather become nice, and uh, it's the best time in the year. <laughs>
2: is that tulip been flourish? Yeah, yeah, the tulip
0: starts to be booming. Oh,
2: nice.
0: Where are you? Uh, where are you living, Young? Uh,
2: uh, Australia, Adelaide.
0: Uh, which city?
2: Adelaide, so the one mm. near the South Pole.
0: Oh, nice. So is is becoming winter there? It's getting cold. Uh, no
2: the uh, end of the is that summer now yeah, it's summer now but uh, this this year the weather is a bit weird. I'm actually wearing my jumper um,
0: oh. It's getting cold
2: <laughs> in the evening yeah I think it's to do with a uh, climate change so yeah usually other days where in the places that you have the Mediterranean sort of where it's super hot in the summer you can get up to 40 45 degrees wow. and then uh, raining every day in the winter. but this year oh. summer feel like uh, feel like nothing. it's not hot oh. enough. We only have like a twenty or thirty degree, which is very uh, very very, very strange. How's that? Even, even, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's extreme weather conditions. Um um we have a really long winter. I mean I I still feel like winter now, uh, for the whole year. It's just raining every day, it was ridiculous. I, I personally I like, you know, dry and hot weather, but uh, yeah, I, I yeah. I just can't stand wet weather. Yeah.
1: You know, it's pretty hard, you know, in Australia. I lived there for 22 years, and when it's come to the summertime, you know, it's outside the cell, so, it's kind of very burning, you know, on the skin, in feels like. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, the skin cancer is not joking
1: <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have actually Jason here, but Jason, if you can hear us, you know, you can, I have actually sent an invite to you, or you can apply to be, you know, the speaker here.
0: You can request send a request which one? James
1: That's right. Jason Jason from Folders okay. Venture. All right, he's here. Hey guys, sorry about that. I was a little late. No worries at all. Um, I think we can kick off right. So, hello, everyone, hello everyone. Thanks for joining content 2049. Step and Fire chat. And yes, that is the on file. Basically, everyone around me actually talking about the step in you know the show. Boxes, you know, different sneakers. How to mean How to walk, jog, and run to end? Sorry, I actually got four shoes already, and I saw the one up today. So this stephen phenomenon is um, making waves amongst the crypto natives and other insurgents alike. So today we are privileged to have young stephen co-founder and Jason Folius venture founder to join our chat, introducing this new lifestyle app in Web three. Welcome, gentlemen.
2: Thank
0: you. Thank you. Next hour. Welcome.
1: Wait. Yeah, and um, Sherlock probably will not be able to make it because he's got really bad stomach stomachache. So, why am I start in Europe? She will be co chairing this space with, uh, with me together. So, yeah, I, I think, I mean, YM, you can start, you know, kick off.
0: Uh, hi, hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to join the space today. And uh, yeah, the step in is really popular. I. For last couple two days, two nights, some of my friends kept sending me message about, "Come on, join the the step and buy these shoes." Come on, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, oh my gosh." Um, yeah. So, uh, we are very glad to invite uh Yang and Stephen and to join the space today. I have uh some questions. Um, yeah. From Okay, the first question. I'm gonna start with the 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 um. The very basic one. So, what's the um, inspiration for you to have this step in um, application developed at the beginning? I'm very um, curious. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: the, the, the whole actually journey started with just an afternoon beer chat with me and Jerry. Let's talk about Axie. And uh, we suddenly have this idea of uh, creating something um, uh, one, because actually, you know, one, we want to do something. Uh, and, the, and the game fire actually gives us the opportunity to do it. You know, I'm from the crypto background, Jerry from the game background. Um, and the two is that, uh, you know, the whole concept of carbon neutrality, and carbon upsetting uh, was sort of born with the run concept. And uh, we have this severe like bushfire in Australia, killing like 1 billion animals and, uh, you know, emitting like a minute, minute tons of carbon. I was thinking, you know, and, and actually I was experiencing some strange weather conditions um so I think we're gonna do something right so uh, maybe you know um i think we've been sort of uh, enjoying the bull market for so long and uh think, you know we're gonna do something so that's sort of the initial idea of building the, the step in uh I, I back that time we call ourselves Fantatoshi, which is sort of uh, the beginning of the journey then we change our name to step
0: Nice. Right? So,
1: yes, I I got a quick question. So I, I noticed, you know, from your previous podcast, uh you are uh, around run the restaurant business in Australia. <laughs> I mean all oh, Asians pretty much run the restaurant business
2: in Australia. So <laughs> sort of a stereotype, but um uh, we we I I started running we bought a small restaurant um back in two thousand ten. Um it's a Vietnam uh, style uh rose. And uh, we turned this. You know, we turned that brand into a. I think the second biggest Vietnam uh, franchise brand in Australia. We have about forty shops now, and uh, over three hundred people uh, working. Uh, actually, three hundred fifty people working, and uh, and it's a pretty strong brand uh, in uh, in Adelaide. And uh, yeah, um, so I think we have we have some experience in scaling business, uh, small business to sort of a mid size um, business in Australia, and uh, and then I started another building material business. Um, got two shops, and uh, we also ranked second uh, on the Mosaic wholesale in Australia. So we do a bit of the brick and mortar business, and it's pretty hard. You know, the margin is very small. You have to be really careful. A uh, lot of managing. Uh, until I found cryptos, you know, <laughs> it's like Candyland, I was like, oh my god, you know, so much, so much profit, so much margin. I don't even care about like r- you know rentals. I just got the best office, you know, things like that. So back then, I was thinking, okay, this warehouse. I have to be really careful of uh, saving that five thousand dollars, you know, on rentals. But uh, it's different landscape, totally different.
1: It's very exciting. <laughs> now you have a very solid, you know, experience in the business. Yeah, and um, also, you know, for Jason, uh, uh, you know, guys, you probably know, Ford is actually the lead investment for uh, Stepan, and uh, also is actually invested <laughs> for Meta Network. You know, how did you get to know step how did you know own? And how did you tell this is uh, unicorn project you want to invest in? Yeah, I. Um,
3: it was a really interesting turn of events because I, I was a runner myself uh, back in high school, I guess, and I did. I was avidly running, uh, you know, until I started really working uh, on Wall Street back in the days. Um, so I, I guess I was possibly predisposed. I, I was. I always had this, you know, hope that I could get back in shape again. Um, so there was that. There was that itching, itching sense of you know exercise back in the back of my mind. Um, it was it was not until uh i think i met jerry and yan through a common friend uh mabel and Multicoin, um where she sort of introduced the team to me because she had dealt with jerry and Yan over a long period of time because i think they were in the same working space or in the same group or whatever so so she has to them for a very long time and she sort of thought them were extremely legit so um and uh and you know, and, and, and then she's like, "Hey, like I, I know, I know that you are looking for applications. I know that you potentially exercise. I know that you are looking for things that bring the next 10 million. You, you want things that are more app centric and consumer centric. Why don't you take a look at it and talk to them?" Um, I think I think after a few conversations, it, it was pretty apparent that the team is um, experienced uh, in, in many regards when it comes to building a product, scaling to a lot of users and having a pretty definitive sense of uh, potentially actually figuring out the token economics. Um, but also, at the same time, you know, they are Web2 chats that are looking to break into Web3 and doing more into it. But, but they are sort of very well versed in what's happening in Web3 already. They just need to sort of tell them or help them with certain things that they were a little unsure about at times. Um, so, so I feel like, well, maybe I could, I could really be helpful at certain, you know, given points in time and wouldn't mind getting involved in a really big way. Um, so that's kind of how I met them.
0: Wow, well, it's it's really nice because I heard some uh, several of my uh, the people I know they invested and they uh, they normally they do the investment and uh, this time and this time uh, they told me uh, they missed the the first round of the investment with Step N and now they are so regret <laughs> so regretted.
3: Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like um. It's actually a pretty good concept, except execution was also quite important. I think I think John, Jerry, and I and Mabel like I think we went through multiple iterations of what's the best, um, you know, mar- well I wouldn't even call it marketing, but it's it's quite important to set yourself up a certain way. You know, the name, it has to feel a certain way. The website has to look a certain way. There are many things that are in a token econ and how you sort of talk to investors. There there are many things that need to be slightly tweaked. Um, and, and obviously, none of that should deviate from the team's continuous ability to execute. And, and I think without a product, you know, trying to establish trust pre-product is, is very hard. So, so I think it, it all got a lot easier after they won Hackathon and sort of really delivered something and sort of demonstrated that the team can continuously iterate. Yeah,
0: it's amazing, and also. Um, you probably have really good vision about this app and also the ex- combining exercise and also the blockchain technology. It's such a nice idea.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Um sorry, so I I you broke out for a second. I might have missed a question.
1: Hello?
0: Oh uh, uh, hello, hello.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, yeah, well, okay, I'll get then. Um, that's the question, you know. It is all young, so we all know that you do you know, uh, the has So that's the reason you choose to be on Also, I mean, actually, I, I heard you know the space yesterday with this, like, the connect nice guy, you know. So I mean, for this audience, we would, you know, the twenty twenty different audience, so, which you also share with us multi you know, marketing plan too? So what what's your prime for you know the, the BNB channel as well? So
2: uh, I will have a guest question. So that do with a multi-channel B and B chain, right? It's a brick right? uh, <laughs> by really. Yeah, bad. So, I uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, so so I think I think we also so so ultimately we are a consumer-oriented app, meaning that we are uh, we need to scale by adding more people to the ecosystem. And uh, we understand that, you know, so BNB have their own ecosystem, Solana have their own ecosystem. So it's really difficult to convince the people on the BNB chain to migrate to Solana and pay this up. right? So the best way basically is we build a multi-chain solution for the BNB chain ecosystem, which we did. So we will start uh, running out the BNB chain integration in April. So literally um, tomorrow will basically, beginning of April, so we will start in working on that in April. And uh, ultimately, essentially looking at adding maybe another 10 on top of the BNB and uh, Solana. And uh, yeah, so basically just to have more users being included in our ecosystem. Um, so that's sort of the purpose of having these multi-chain solutions.
0: Yeah, that is a very uh, good move for uh, for Stepin to include more people. I also have a question. So um, one of my friends... Um, He recently uh, transferred his shoes to his mother in China. He's he's living in Luxembourg and he's transferred the shoes to um, his mother in China and then started walking. This is a good example of, um, you know, bring more people uh, in step and games. Uh, However, what if the, you know, the whole family haven't been in crypto? And how do you plan to get more people get involved in this um, game or ecosystem to have a
2: friend. For people that don't have a crypto native friend, they're gonna wait. So yeah. I think that's the, <laughs> that's the answer. So you know the reason for that is um, we because uh, we we need people to teach, uh, especially the web two people of uh, how to use the app. Um, it, you, you're going to know where to buy Solana or BNB. And also, you're going to need to know how to use decentralized wallet to transfer the sneakers. So this will be the best if I send this to my friend so they don't have to go through the hurdle of uh, registers or a crypto exchange, uh, buying a Solana or BNB through the fiat, transfer it to the app, buy a sneaker, wait for cool down, and then move to around. So there's still going to be a range of hurdles. So uh, without people to help them to take them on board, is still a bit of resistance of, of onboarding non-crypto users. So we better just to wait until we have built infrastructures to accommodate that, for example, fiat system uh, on off off run, uh, a, a better wallet system which we are building at the moment because uh, they probably got confused with the dual, what, dual wallet system. So it's better to have them wait rather than have them try, didn't figure out, leave a one-star review and leave, never come back. So. Yeah, they're gonna wait. So we are not hurry to scale. I think we we, we it will take maybe another six months at least for us to scale across the crypto native uh, user base before we even consider to expand to the web. But you, you also have to consider once we are saturated, for example, in the crypto native uh, community, we can reach their friend families, and these these people are probably five times bigger than the entire size of the crypto native users. And once we reach to these people. And we can scale through their social connections. So, so, so I like to joke this that uh, we designed app almost like a COVID, which uh, is very easy to contract, to a, you know, close contact, and uh, <laughs> so, so uh, you know, and then then you carry that, you know, uh, and then you teach the other people. So, you know, this is if, how effectively you spread the product
1: in a nice way, basically.
0: Good. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Well,
1: yes, yeah, so I actually you know, noticed many friends actually are spreading this uh, app to people outside of a crypto and they tell them how to, I mean, this basically series like telling people how to make money by by walk, by running, you know, it's very, very interesting. A lot of people actually ask me as well, you know, I, I believe that many people is asking around their friends how to, you know, to get into this crypto. I think this is like the X-infinity phenomenal, you know, it's very, very big wave right now. Yes. Yeah. So, here, I got a good, uh, quick question, like for Yong. So, you said you are not hurry to scale. So, right now, uh, what's the capacity for Stepan's network could uh, accommodate? You know, how many users you can accommodate right now?
2: Um,
1: we are basically
2: scaling as we go. So, so far, we are accommodating around five hundred thousand monthly users at the moment, and uh, um, and we basically can scale the server and uh, the blockchain as we go. So, we are pretty confident that we can scale more. Um, you know we have pretty experienced uh, engineer um that specializes in building high concurrent
1: servers right five thousand five hundred thousand a monthly right yeah at the moment yeah great yeah so next question actually for both Yong and jason um you know i think it's being uh you know uh exported yesterday uh xv infinity they are robbing you know side chain being hacked and uh, 600 million dollars being hacked actually right so i i also Noticed from Seven uh, Official Twitter said you guys are not using the bridges, right? So, how? Uh, so for uh Yong, is uh, what kind of uh, you know networks uh, facility you, you guys are, are using right now, like the storage, like the you know the CDN service, you know content delivery service. And for uh, Jason, and for Jason the question is like, uh, uh, I noticed you know photos uh, actually. Has helped, uh, you know, a lot of work with the uh, building, you know, the Stephenson poconomics and the in-game, you know, economic models. So you guys have been learned from other game five players. So what uh, uh, inspired, you know, the design of this sustainable poconomics? Sorry, it's a little bit long, you know. I start with um, you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, with game there is always this uh, question: say, how, what, what what content or what data are you going to store on the server and what data on store on the blockchain? So uh, without going into uh, much of a detail, which I'm not a technical person, so we answer which answer we probably to ask Gary, uh, is that uh, this is the, the thing that uh, when we have to put certain uh, amount of the game data on the server, not everything on blockchain, because uh, we're going to tweak it. Um, Let's say, for example, a typical example is that if you spend your GMT uh, uh, last week, if you're gonna spend that, if you spend last week versus spend this week, the price is gonna be different. So, you you if you write that into the blockchain, you can't change it. And then you know the the, the cost for doing things in the in the app is gonna be overly expensive. Let's say if you do it, let's say uh two two weeks ago, where the token was uh, 15 cents versus now like two dollars, then you're gonna change all the cost, and you are constantly adding new things removing things so to make the game uh, interesting and also appropriate for the lifespan of the app so meaning that a lot of data has to be stored on the server versus stored on the, uh, the blockchain but of course asset and that the transaction we have on the blockchain great thanks for letting us know
1: and um, yeah jason I, I i know you know everybody actually know i mean instead has adopted a lot of game theory and has fascinated, you know, tokenomics as well. So my question for you is actually what you learned from other Game 5 players, what's this part is the design of the sustainable tokenomics?
3: Yeah, I think um, I, I joke about the fact that people
1: uh, falsely credit me
3: for designing any of the token economics. It's actually more so Jan and Jared and the team uh, sort of thinking up um, what are sort of the best ways for inflation and sinks, as well as how best to sustain econo- economy over a longer period of time. I'm really just on the receiving end. And and sort of voicing my opinions sometimes wrongly about what I think is right or wrong, um, I guess to the extent of myself and Folius, I think when it comes to um, entertainment, you know, products, uh, especially around sort of gamified apps or, or games, um, it's usually three key criteria, which is you know, number one, you know, would we, we use it, uh, if if not, then it's. A, a direct pass, pass because it, it just we just can't get involved in a deep level to, to really help them, right? If, if we're not a user, it's just really hard for us to get any sort of good insight on, on how they're doing. Uh, number two is, I think a lot of times when it comes to actual game design and actually comes from sort of, you know, thinking about Web3 and token economics from first principles, um, the team must exhibit sort of superior understanding versus us in the sense that it's them that's building a project and not us. Uh, a lot of times I use this analogy being that you know, an investor is really only in the driving seat. And the real driver, you know, it's the team. So I I don't profess to take any credit from their success. Uh, The only thing we can do is, it's almost like Jerry and Jan are great drivers from Australia, but they're now like in the US or something. And I'm in the driver's seat telling them, actually, I don't think you should park here. Or, you know, hey, you should really not right turn here, you're gonna get a ticket. Um, It's that kind of thing versus telling them like, oh, you should accelerate here, here's how to drive the car. so, so I think when talking to team, teams and projects, I think the second most important thing is I think we need to leave the meeting impressed. And a lot of times they basically are schooling us on the best approach would be in designing it. Um, and then a third thing actually would be, uh, and this is really relevant to, to, to games and even gamified apps itself, is that it must have a big TAM. Um, it must have a big TAM because for any sort of player versus environment type, um, entertainment type applications, where uh, some sort of tokens are emitted, thereby um, they are given out as rewards um, at, at least, in my opinion, you need the sort of um, the path of adoption to be long enough, such that uh, there's enough time to uh, gather a critical mass of users, such that spending habits and external value in- injection uh, would take time to sort of uh, uh, come to fruition. Um, I think a lot of games I see in the space, especially with web three games in particular, is that they are playing in this very small niche of you know web three native entertainment. You know, their DAUs often never crack, you know, 5,000 or even 10,000 users daily. Um, and for those games, they, you know, I think with any games, there's a natural ceiling of what kind of user base they can gather because of the art style, the play style. Uh, and especially from Web3, there's an additional barrier of you got to figure out how to use MetaMask or Phantom. So I think when they hit the wall of whatever natural sort of ceiling that they hit as a game, it becomes a very challenging issue of grabbing new player outside of a Web3 ecosystem because the, the barrier of entry is just so high. You know, those guys, for, for the sake of entertainment, playing WoW uh, or, or, I don't know, like LBing, uh, they're not going to try to figure out, you know, like a MetaMask or something to play this, this game. So so there, there's a natural ceiling there. But if an app is simple enough or if a game is simple enough and it has this, like, sizable TAM outside of the Web3 native ecosystem, you know, maybe they can then sort of break the barrier and buy themselves a lot of time in figuring out a token economics. I think with regards to step in itself, or with any player versus environment game in general. My opinion is that Stefan is more of a gamified lifestyle app versus an actual game, whereby the, the, the lifespan of a tooling or utility type app is that much longer versus something that relies on entertainment. Uh, and, and that especially, I feel like you know, for an app like this, uh, the cost that we spend, the, the dollars, the ROI that the users earn are actually just kind of our customer acquisition cost. So so the math of LTV versus CAC in a typical Web2 setting is almost flipped on its head of, you know, we're we're not doing SEO or we're not doing like sort of search or ad purchase marketing, buying optimization. Um, It's more like we're using the ROI as a customer acquisition mechanism, right? It's negative CAC. But the, the question for us then is how do we sustain this economy to be as stable as possible for as long as possible? And all while we acquire these users, how do we leverage this user base to really sort of A, migrate these users to be spenders? And B, sort of how do we attract external value to make this economy longer term sustainable? Um, I, I'm sort of rambling, but, you know, there are a few key topics I might have touched on, which is the things we look at, as well as how to make this sustainable long term.
1: Thanks so much, Jesse, for sharing. You know, as I as I know, you know, for like to create some like the app, it's so you know, economic model is very important. And here, in Steppen, actually, you know, the, the, the token GST and here, so there's so many layers le- to... To borrow the gst i mean if you want to live up if you want to repair shoes if you want to mean it's all cost of gst and also it's restricted people to use this function daily <laughs> it gives people i mean using that every day is very dedicated indeed you know yeah so uh, i'll be leaving the next question for why you can leave this uh talk
0: Uh, I, I didn't get to the last part of your uh, conversation. What, what was the question?
1: No, no question. I mean, you can, you can lead leave the um, discussion here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. yeah, because um, I totally agree. I think this step in is start to be a lifestyle changing for uh, for the gaming or for the crypto um, uh, ecosystem. Because... Um, last couple of days, one of the reasons my friend was convincing for, uh, to me to get the, the shoes, because <laughs> it's not because of the money. I was saying, you know, you, you can make money in different ways. Why should I do this? And then he said, you know, health, being healthy is most important. This will incentive, will help you to get a routine, daily walk, <laughs> go outside. I'm like, okay. It seemed, it's, it's really tempting. And, uh, and he also introduced, uh, she, he also told me the community of Step-In is, uh, very, is, is one of the best community he ever seen um has a really good lifestyle and also um education background or the vibe of the community chat is really nice so i am uh, i'm about to <laughs> join yeah and uh, i have a question when um both of you sharing the experience and also the vision about lower the barrier um i also th- um um one of the reason for application of our project to become very popular and profitable is also um has to have good marketing strategy and when um in a step and test i think there's more one more than 1000 users from 43 countries were involved to partic- uh, participate and um then when you do the marketing, you started uh, with Japanese market, I think, so what was the incentive, and uh, why did you choose to start with Japanese market and um, do you have any experience or suggestions for crypto projects um, marketing or localization um, uh, yeah localization thank
2: you I, I think. Japan market didn't pick up. Uh, uh, we we didn't pick up the Japanese market. Actually, Japanese market pick up. So, um, <laughs> uh, we actually for we <laughs> okay. a, a very long time we are re- really just scratch our head. How we get popular in Japan, we have no idea because we have no influencers working in Japan, and we certainly see the market in Japan. Suddenly, we have a lot of Japanese users, and uh, um, yeah, we have absolutely no idea. Um, so I think this is the. Uh, it's sort of a coincidence. Uh, we we've tried some of paid marketing uh, in December and January uh, last year and this year, and didn't work well. Um, and then we basically say you know probably we just don't spend anything on marketing. We probably just do building the app right and building the community. So, um, yeah. So we start with just giving sneakers away to people and invite them to try and uh, just mm-hmm. genuine inviting people and. Uh, uh, scale and build and fixing bugs. So, yeah, I think I think. Uh, later I, I actually have now I'm talking to a few uh, uh famous Japanese influencers and they to- they told me that uh, working to earn things in Japan is very uh sort of uh, well received. You know, work work to earn points, work to earn tokens or coupons, and this this sort of uh, work to earn or rent to earn things is uh is sort of the norm in Japan, which they pick it up quite quickly. So I think I think that's a The thing that got me thinking that uh, wow, right? So once we scale in Japan, uh, actually uh, people are spending more, then they are uh, uh, cashing out, and and naturally then you start very sort of feedback loops. Less people cashing out, token price goes up, and then attract more people, and then you know the cycle started. So I think it's. uh, i have been told that a lot of people are asking, say, you know, Japan Rice is really hard to crack,
1: and you know, how how you guys did it. <laughs> so it's cool indeed a very, it's indeed yeah. a very difficult, you know, for doing yeah. the uh, yeah promoting, you know, the project, right? So and also, actually, I noticed, you know, besides some like video education video, you know, or like uh, you know, reports articles, and also even some some guys that from Japan that made the cartoons. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I and <mean>, even his time, <laughs> you know, the uh, you know, talking about the gambling thing, <laughs> yes, it's quite. Kind of, a, I just said, you know, I mean, it's probably it's kind of a very natural happening thing, you know, in Japan. Oh, I mean, this, uh this uh, Web3 lifestyle app just meet up, you know, the need for the uh, population for the public there. I mean, so many, I think probably so many, you know, pandemic quarantines here, you know, people would love to work, you know, would love to work. Yeah.
2: And also, Japan is actually, I think, either the biggest or the second biggest uh, country that uh, uh, having everybody participating in the marathon. I think it's the biggest yeah. country. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there is a, a a culture of running and uh, getting getting healthy and fit. So it's it's actually we didn't know that we we designed something that suit to the Japanese market because you know actually when we are talking to uh, uh, Will from the DeFi Alliance and basically he he said that uh, if you are uh, you, you your product scale in a certain country you must are uh, solving some of the pain point there so i think i think i think we are solving some of the pain point accidentally in japan and uh, we are actually quite grateful for that
0: i think it is also because of good timing in pandemic people are getting lonely and then stay at home all yeah. the time
1: <laughs> wait, wait yeah. I, 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 I and it is spring too yeah. Spring time
2: yeah. to work out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, when we first started this project, and uh, you know, Australia went through a, a series of lockdown, especially in Melbourne, right, the longest lockdown city in the world, and uh, it drove people crazy. And uh, and uh, um, but it's not a, like a, a harsh lockdown. It's a soft lockdown. Basically, you, can, you are still allowed to travel three kilometer radius of your home, and there are police basically checking people's ID for that. And, and uh, when you went out. During the lockdown, you're going to see, you never see that much people on the street, walking their children, walking their dog, just walking in general, everybody out, right? So uh, I was actually uh, shocked of how many people are outdoors. And, uh, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, in, in any normal day that not locking down, right, you don't see that much people outdoor. outdoors. So that actually got me thinking, uh, say, if we do something, right, uh, during the lockdown, right, people are definitely going to use it. Because it's so boring being locked down in your home for, you know, months.
0: True. Totally. Totally agree. Because I'm in the Netherlands and it has been, I think I work from home for two years already. It's very yeah,
2: yeah, three years. I can't believe it's three years.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um. And also, I then I think like I kind of think um, maybe this step will become also a social, um will become like a social connection with other people. So on, on now, uh, on the market, there are many um, running apps or walking apps with uh, social attributes on the market. Um, we can see friends running ranking, or we can ask friends to run together, but there is no really app that combining running and socialization uh, very well so how do you see this scenario and uh, how do you see do you see step will have breakthrough with the current situation and uh, what role do you think that step want to play in the web 3 social graphing
2: okay so i think we uh, i think many of the great projects or uh, products ever have done in the history are uh, not because they are good of course they are good but that uh, mainly uh, in the timing of releasing their their product, so and that that is the case for pretty much all the startup in nineties or even eighties. Uh, so timing is pivotal, and also uh, I don't think there's a solution for social file or social graph or web three social at the moment. And but we're going to see things uh, 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 from an evolving perspective. Uh, a typical example is that uh, back in twenty eighteen, when we talk about NFTs, we think about crypto and uh and then you know crypto winter hit and then everybody really think that's it, you know, that's the end of the industry, that's that's end of the NFTs, and nobody will really believe the NFT will be this big and nobody foresee the DeFi and GameFi. So I think there will be a solution to social in the future. Not at the moment, but in the future. So maybe once there are more infrastructure being built, maybe there's certain event trigger a certain thing, but definitely not at the moment. Uh, so we just need to be really stay vigilant of uh, what is happening around the industry to see what is the best, next best opportunities. And then we're gonna probably, gonna try, we're gonna explore and to test uh, the concept. And if it's working, then we push it forward. So it's all about exploring because now we are in this position where um, uh, there's no precedent for us to refer. Um, And you have to really to explore yourself and uh, to run experiment to to see what working and what not. So so I think in short is that uh, we will continue to focus on building the uh, app as a lifestyle app to build the game element, to make it fun, to make it evolving, to make it uh, social, but not on the web three. I think now we focus on more of offline social, right, you know, a friend and family sort of thing. Um, And then potentially in the future, working on NFT marketplaces and wait for that opportunity. so, so I think sometimes I have to be patient. Um, if there's no solution to really address uh, the social on the web three, because you know we talk about web three every day, but eventually we still hang on at Twitter space, right? No, we are not on the web three <laughs> Twitter space. So so definitely there's a pain point somewhere in the future. We, uh, we we're going to resolve it. And just to add to Yuan's yeah, point, forward. and just to add to Yon's point, because I
3: and I echo this with Jerry non which is. Every feature that is necessarily added uh, must be not only necessary, but it also enhances the sort of in-app experience. You know, I've seen quite many projects trying to do too many things with the, their limited sort of resource and and sort of the limited scope. Um, I, I, I actually quite like that they're focused. And whatever social features that you see being added into the app in the future, it's not only because potentially the users really ask for it, but it's that really sort of drives retention. You know, really drives spending or sort of really drives growth. And I, I think that's what, you know, social and all the other sort of potential social five features, quote unquote, are ultimately for.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jason. And um, actually, my next question was designed for Yon, but I would like to ask this question to you, Jason. So when you, I mean, uh, talk with the seven team about this uh, great idea, great project, right? You must have been, because there's many, uh, you know, walk up in the, you know, in the market already, not in crypto, and uh, the anti-cheating system is very, very important because it's re- related to the tokenomics, right? We want to make a very sustainable uh, style model here. So, how this, how this, you know, uh, anti-cheating system. Uh, you you know I mean they briefed this to you so have made you up you know the mind to 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 to, decide to to engage with this project you know so do you know any stories be, between you know this anti cheating system because I guess John probably will not be a, be you know able to share us you know with us but I would like to to explore some some like a, you know background for you side for how you value this anti cheating system.
3: Yeah, I think actually Jan has excellent stories to share. I guess the only story I have is people do actually strap it onto their dogs and they're they're caught, you know, cheating. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I think people tried, you know, uh, getting on the the mow bikes or bicycle and shaking shaking the phone, or during the car shaking the phone, on skateboard shaking the phone. You know, I myself, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell you how, but I I accidentally didn't turn it off uh, when I was getting on a train. I, I live in Hong Kong, I was like traveling, and I, I didn't make any money. Uh, I think at the very, very beginning, you know, uh, that was before when the ad was just first built. I think the team spent a tremendous amount of time making sure, uh, I think within the sort of four to five month development period leading up to the public beta, uh, this took up significant amount of time to to make sure they get it right. Um, and, and by the way, and, and it's because of their particular emphasis and sort of the, the really the pain and, and John would tell you about the pain of what they went through to sort of calibrate It, uh, it made me sort of at least comfortable taking a bet on it. And then after I saw, you know, it, 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 people actually trying to cheat the system and, and failing to do so,
1: I think it gives me a lot of confidence. Yes, it's a pretty, pretty critical. And I heard a story. I'm not sure if it's Young or Jerry. I mean, you wanted to, you know, uh, tested the, the the app and you tried so hard and went to the hospital. <laughs> That's me. So <laughs> we, I, 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 what happened is that uh, uh,
2: when we first start thinking about to, pivot away from building a game file rather than just building a running track. Running, run, we, we, we did like a transition period that we call, so like what's the running app? And then I said, all right, we're gonna test all the running app on the market. So I test like 20 or 30 of them and basically just run every day. And then uh, we were really beat at the time. So I sort of uh, forget to eat my lunch and then I wait until like uh, two or three o'clock in the afternoon, got really hungry, just grab something. And then I actually have, I, I have this like a training session with my personal trainers. And then uh, I just run with him or talk with him. And then every day I eat and then I run. And then one day I got appendicitis and then I had to be hospitalized. And uh, and then uh, the doctor checked and said, okay, this is not appendicitis, it's actually called a appendic- secular mass, which is uh, the worst sinus, right? Then uh, they actually, so the appendix actually stick on the colon then I had to remove my appendix and then I had to remove my colon. I end up did a, what, nine hour operation. And then they had to cut me open and uh, Part of my uh, cotton out and also the, the appendix attached to it. Yeah, it's pretty bad, so uh, I ended up on the bed for for, for a week in the hospital.
1: I'm happy to hear you are much better now. So is <laughs> that the idea? Like uh, you you guys set up you know the limitation for running, working, you know, like ten minutes a day, not to, like allow people to do like you know long term exercise. Yeah, I mean, mainly it's because I, I I exercise right after
2: eating, so don't do that. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna end up in hospital. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and
3: ultimately, to Howard's point, yeah, sorry, to Jan's point is ultimately the model that takes in gyroscope information, taking GPS information, and, and sort of makes sure the black box non-parametric model calibrates to actually where the how the phone should be shaking when you are running, whether it's held in your hand or in your pocket or you know in your back pocket. Uh, that, that's carefully calibrated with you know. I guess a lot of running data from the team itself and, and continuously being improved on to make sure and, and maybe even calibrate out sort of a puppy or a skateboard sort of scenario. Um, and, and that continuously is improved. that's one thing. And the second thing is, I think the team, I can speak on behalf of the team, but I think they also plan to be pretty, um, uh, I wouldn't say aggressive, but pretty fair when it comes to uh, actually uh, discouraging sort of uh, uh, dishonest behaviors when using the app.
1: Yeah, this is an app, as I know, it's not for making money. It's kind of, a, I totally agree with the, you know, the slogan, I mean, starting to use like, you know, the web, new web story lifestyle app, it encourages a healthy lifestyle for everybody, right? So Okay, so here comes another question, actually, for Jason. You know, uh, as we know, GMT has pumped almost three times for past two days, and stabilized over, I think it's over $2 billion market cap now. So as a lead, an early investor of Steppen, this is already an outstanding achievement in GameFi history. So some people say it's part of GameFi 2.0. Is that so? Or what do you think of GameFi 2.0? Um,
3: that's a good question. Let me start with saying a few things. I think number one is, um, I think all the success probably goes to the team in the sense that they've I've seen them you know, working very hard at making the game and polishing it to, to this current state. Um, and the second thing I would say is that I think a lot of the valuation needs to be earned. You know, I, I, I think all of us are really appreciative of the trust and the sort of ultimate um, belief that the market bestowed upon us through the GMT token. Uh, but at the same time, you know, as a private investor, our tokens are, are locked. You know, I, I, we don't plan on selling anytime soon. And I think we're going to stick with the team for a very, very long time. Uh, I think to, to sort of grow into that valuation, the market rewards us. There's tremendous work still to be done in growth, uh, in improving the product, uh, and in ultimately sort of finding a way to, to make it more sustainable longer-term. Um, to, to GameFi as a whole, or to gaming as a whole, um, I think from our vantage point, we saw uh, a lot of game developers being inspired by the Axie model. And and there's a tremendous amount of respect from us, from other teams that are already in the space on the sort of trailblazing uh, role that Axie took in sort of showing us how, how it could be done and should be done. Um, I think the current iterations are, um, I think when it comes to player versus environment, you're seeing a lot of interesting experimentations of trying to lengthen the life of the game, whether it's sort of capping the ROI in very obfuscated fashion, introducing sort of time linear continuous syncs, exploring multi-token model, which by uh, sort of ultimately making the earned token uh, much more stable in value. Um, And and on the PvP side, I think introducing sort of season-based boosts and debuffs, to sort of improve and cap earnings, uh, or ultimately sort of uh, really de-emphasizing the earning uh, uh, or, or sort of power, empowering and earning asset concept and really turning sort of the NFT and purchase uh, uh, sort of experience into a more aesthetic and sort of ego-driven one. Um, while all these experiments are happening, I think that the, that the next generation of game, gaming projects coming into the space uh, would be a lot more caliber. I think, I think I've seen a lot of, you know, X-Riot, X-EA, X-Zanga, and, and just quite frankly, top, top tiers, theme-like teams coming to the space they're all of the games launching, starting from June of this year all the way to, you know, 2023, 2024. Um, and, and I think all of them have massive adoption in mind, and they bring this, like, true expertise of game metric tweaking and, you know, web two like, marketing. And, and I think we're, we're in for a really interesting trip of, them combining the value transfer network with my experience. I, I think ultimately, you know, what's really critical and important, I think all of us are trying to figure out is how do we make this sustainable? And then ultimately is that how do we really uh, reduce the impact of uh, purely ROI-seeking rent seekers, uh, increasing the sort of net spending, entertainment, or other reason-driven spenders, and then ultimately how do we really introduce the sort of non-punitive, non-intrusive sinks into the ecosystem, uh, and as well as sort of introducing external value continuously uh, for whatever reason to, to balance the economy. And, and there are a tremendous amount of experimentation and good work being done there. So I think you're going to see a, a, a lot of companies
1: coming to fruition in the second half of the year. Um, very excited to see them. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. And thanks for sharing this very exciting idea with us. Um, okay, so my next question is for uh John. Uh, we know Scott from Adidas is one of your advisors, advisors you know, on page and also I, I, I remember actually earlier this year or maybe, you know, last year, he mentioned and hired man you guys, right? So a uh, lot of people actually have been using Steppen already. Have you guys considered to, uh, is this on the road already? You guys going to have, a, uh, you know, uh, release some like Adidas uh, sneakers in Seven <laughs> store? Yes. Uh, 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 So Scott is the advisor.
2: Yes, and we do uh, uh, regular catch-ups. And uh, um, so I think with the partnerships and uh, anything to do with corporate sneakers, then we have to stick with the official announcement. And uh, I think I think that's one of the directions we're working forward is to bring the traditional, not traditional, but like uh, physical sneakers to the Web three world have a Web three representation and uh, preferably let's say in step and where they can also not only an nft but also have the utilities of their sneakers um and uh, so that that would be one of the sort of a um, uh, main sort of uh, sort of development uh directions we're going to we're going to focus for this year that's very so, interesting.
0: Yeah. interesting Very interesting. Actually, interesting yeah
1: actually we know you know i checked the adidas market cap i think it's a 20 uh sorry like a uh, 25 billion dollars right now and you guys are almost you know 12 billion dollars it's only like <laughs> four months you're gonna go much much bigger and it's probably the time you can you know uh i don't know it's a it's just a yeah it's very interesting you know it's amazing how I, I just want to jump in quickly you know it's
3: very important for 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 both yourself and anybody who's listening that you know that the market can be highly speculative and again you know i think jaren jan and i would agree is that we are obviously really appreciative of the trust that is bestowed, and just like quoting Elon Musk is, have we earned it? Or quoting Vitalik Buterin is, have we earned it? And are we actually polishing our product, growing the user base, and actually ultimately come to deserve that valuation? Um, you know, there, there's no question that the market really, you know, likes us and appreciate what we are doing at the moment. But at the same time, as everybody knows, like the crypto market can be extremely volatile. So we just want to. I think everybody should keep that in mind when sort of. Uh, it should it is ultimately a lifestyle app first and foremost and that whoever's here should really have some sort of you know healthcare purposes in mind and maybe it's like a gym card you earn something back in return as the sort of sole purpose of jumping in um i think gmt at least for for any for most people you know one should just have to be really be mindful of the financial uh, and speculative aspect of it
2: yeah definitely because uh uh as we uh, Putting our Twitter that uh, the JMT now currently have no use in the app, and uh, we will release the how to earn the JMT, and then uh, what we'll is use the case of JMT once we hit certain uh, to wow, the followers. 15,000, 15, 15, uh, 15
1: uh, 150,000
2: actually. Uh, yeah. And uh, I have the white paper ready to go. <laughs> we are about <laughs> 9,000 short, so I think gonna be in the next couple of days. I will put the first part of the white paper. And uh, once we have the 200,000, then I'll put the rest of it. And uh, then we'll be working to install the use cases of the GMT in the app. Brilliant, pretty pretty pretty
0: yeah.
2: yeah. yes. So well, yeah, very, it's highly speculative now because uh, you are speculating something that have no value at the moment. So yeah, be careful. And uh, at the same time, we'll, we'll work in day and night basically to, uh, to refine the product.
1: Terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. So, actually, uh, actually, I, I joined you know the space yesterday with the cyber connect, right? So, uh, you t- you guys talked about like on a your planning. So uh, probably by end of this year, right? So I would, uh, can actually uh, I would like to suggest. That, I mean, and maybe you can invite some sports you know, to co brand this and to encourage more people into this very healthy lifestyle app. You know, have yeah. have you ever considered that? Okay. The first step is
2: always difficult. And I think also the, I mean, people will naturally first to uh, sort of a skeptical or to speculate as well of uh, how um, how you perform or how, how this is gonna work out. So I think to get the first one to try and uh, be part of the ecosystem, the hardest part. And once we have that other case study, then we can show people say, hey, this is how it works. And normally we'll get much easier from there. So I think we are in that first step. Sort of a period, and uh, once we have that, we show how we can scale. We can show how we can create a mutual value, and naturally, we'll, you know, we, we can scale quite quickly after that.
1: Great! Uh, I know that on my marathon, you know, every everyone has the shoes can, you know, uh, enroll. Uh, how about just, like the leasing function being, uh, uh, you know, promoted? Can people to borrow shoes to join this marathon? In your idea? Uh, actually, we're
2: well, revamping. Eventually- which is quite sad because we've done the mode, sorry, uh, yeah, we've done the leaderboard and also we've done the rental in March, and then we have to actually redo it because we don't think that it's good enough. And uh, uh, I think we are still trying to find out the best way that we can make the balance between the Red Seekers Plus to create values within the ecosystem. So the least thing we want is to lower the entry barrier and then you have uh, run seekers basically to uh, mine your token and then sell it on the market and offers no value to the ecosystem. And uh, uh, so we are in a way to install a few mechanics um, basically to address that. Um, and also with the Marathon, uh, it was a very competitive player versus player sort of uh, uh, setting, but then Again, um, I think we rather to foster the uh, the competitiveness of sport. We actually wanted to um, put more emphasis on collaborative um, uh, yeah. in, in sport, right? So it's more now become, so So that's a sort of a design direction, right? So we are right. still, you know, sort of exploring this, uh, right. how many people can walk or run at the same time to achieve some greater outcomes and link that with some sort of a charity or... Um, you know more yeah. like a real life marathon so that's something that we're going to address in the Q3 of this year uh, yes. but for Q2 this year we are uh, more uh, refining the product have the body uh, uh, update so that's the one that we've been doing and multi-chain um, and also the GM use cases so we will try to have all this down by Q2 and then have them all of the way then we'll go back on uh, have the treatment system you know, mountain mode all this that on the roadmap Q three. Nice. Right. Have right. you
0: thought Fun. about having? Sorry. <laughs> have right. you thought having a, a charity like walk or running? Mm-hmm. Running is harsh, but have the walk for charity. That would be nice. I, I think that's probably going to be part of the marathon mode. But um, um,
2: we, we're we going to kick off doing some charity uh, in in the Q two this year.
1: Yes, yeah, so in my. Last yeah last company I worked in, you know, they have a you know a charity work named the Gold Banana. It's very interesting <laughs> name, you know. So okay, so I learned you know from the past experience when people do like the metaverse activities, for example, in decentral, if there's that's so many people and some so much traffic, you know, experience for uh users will be kind of, you know, terrible. So, and here, I want to do an advertisement for Mason Network, right? So Mason actually is a um, bandwidth marketplace, so we can sell rating, you know, the data retrieve or, you know, data, caching data. So uh, I think probably, and we're gonna have a next generation, the CDN service very soon. Uh, I think there's a chance, you know, um Mason could be working with Slappen when you guys work you know, the user uh, Metaverse in the end of this year, right? So, okay, so back to the topic is, it, have you considered which metaverse you're going to do? The matter uh,
2: I mean, I mean, metaverse is a loose word. Uh, we, we have to be clearly defined. What is metaverse? Is this is some sort of a virtual world living the sort of, you have to put on like a your 3D uh, Oculus goggles or something. Um, or it is a half virtual world. So um, I think that, you know loosely defined. And uh, you know, we mm-hmm. like to say, oh, let's step into the metaverse. But you know, what that really means So, uh, we have to, uh, I think, for us, it really is to, you know, we mentioned that before, is to use Web3 to, you know, defeat Web3 sort of thing that, you know, bring people off the metaverse, actually, so where they can actually go outdoors, unless metaverse exists uh, parallel with the reality or within the reality, right? So, uh, I think we we, we actually want people to spend less time in front of the computers and uh, spend some time with their families and spend some time outdoors, do something good together so i think what's
1: yeah, the picture's idea <laughs> Yes. Uh,
2: so uh so yeah so i think i think it's good because uh there's less noise uh uh from you know there's not much people or apps doing this right so uh, actually it's pretty good a uh, niche to be in so yeah uh yeah so uh i think what we pictured metaverse is something associated with like a land cells right the nft ownerships and uh, uh you own this piece of land and you can collect resources on this land and produce things. It's almost like a, some sort of uh strategic uh RPG game. That you 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 instead of uh, working the real life, you choose to work in the metaverse where you have to do mining and fishing and all this, right? So you are just work different dimensions, right? So uh you Just work. Right? <laughs> just work to you work know, to work, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, to I mean, work to Yeah, work to work. I <laughs> so have to relax, right? So I have to really enjoy it, Um not to put much pressures, you know, uh, on the earning bit. I think, I think, you know, uh, and then circle back to the lifestyle, right? So you, you, you just
1: relax, right? Go outdoors, you know, listen to some music. Uh,
2: yes, yes. Because... more so...
1: practice. Keep healthy. That is the purpose for this uh, the three lifestyle app, right? It's not. I mean, occasionally you can earn some like money. That's totally cool, you know. That's like you know creation. So, all right. So I got a question for Jason. Kind of yeah. As a you know, for this is uh, you know also the investor for Mason Network and the investor for Stepper, right? So, what's the same important features you found from Mason team, the so from the project and. Uh, I mean, which drives you to investing in Mason? I- I'm very curious to that. Yeah, I, by the way, we, we are an investor in the Mason network.
3: I think ultimately, um, what we saw is that eventually with the data potentially being stored on-chain uh, and in an off-chain fashion, um, and, and when sort of all of the users, and this is a strong opinion, I think eventually a lot of the Web2 experience that we typically know of um, will have a Web3 login. It might not be through MetaMask or Phantom, but it'll be in some other way where it'll be a private, somewhat privacy-preserving, high-fidelity sort of bundled and sort of uh, credentialized experience where it's one-click login, just like Google or Facebook or Twitter, but you get to interact with all of these, you know, services such as you know the Twitter space that we're in today, but also Zoom, also Cataly, you know, or even YouTube videos, live streaming, all these sort of apps, and and, and I sort of also envision a world where in those situations. Um, well, number one is it's highly profitable because for all of these platforms, because the users, not only information and can be credentialized, can be used, but also that they have money right next to it. So the, the spending urge and, and the sort of impulse spending potential is that much higher. Um, I think in that world, while that's happening, there's going to be a tremendous amount of data that needs to be cached and streamed on a highly localized fashion. Uh, it could be live streaming, but it could be also sort of highly complex you know, polygon uh, uh, polygons within sort of very centralized and decentralized games. And, and to that extent, I think having decentralized servers that cache and store these data on a local fashion and being sort of pulled as needed, all of which that are sort of ensured by layer one networks such as Mason, is, could be very important. I think it might not be a disciple type of bet. I think it's, I think it needs to sort of happen when the multi chain, multi layer, multi industry future is a bit more flushed out. Um, but I, I could see it being a really sort of powerful, uh, uh, sort of fun foundational resource layer. For, for for the world. So for that reason, you know, I, I, I quite enjoyed the chat and, and the and the sort of discussion with the team. So we'll be really to happy to support this sort of APAC oriented project.
1: Thank you, Jason. What product have you invested in Mason? And uh, just to let everyone know, Mason is very, very ambitious about the product, you know, the new uh also the new product in design. Very, very ambitious. So uh, stay tuned with us and uh, also stay tuned with uh, Steppen, uh, enjoy the game and, uh, you know, to make a more healthy life for you and your family, your friends, you know, why?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still have one question. So as we know, Steppen is moving from um, moving to earn to lifestyle up, adapt. And what do you see, uh, Yong? Um, Steppen will be sustained in the long term future. And um, what extra value you are planning to bring for the build uh, for the users? Because I like personally, I was thinking, okay, normally the games only last for a couple of weeks or months. If I get in now, um, you know, where am I going? So yeah. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I think uh, to to let us just refine this uh in the GameFi uh component because we can talk about NFT okay, marketplace, we can talk about social, but. We are not up to that point yet so with the gamify i think most people will ask me this question say oh what happened if the um, game token price um uh inflated because that is inevitable right so if we see that happening actually you know you're gonna have that eventually even we have a lot of token things right so i think the long-term sustainability is always tied up to that key question what are going to do with your game token infinite supply um forever you know there's no less ban on your sneakers. I think the answer to that is that we have to make the governance token have more perceived value than the game token. Because what Axie did is they only allow a selective number of people to mine their governance token. And they are excluding people out of the equation when it comes to the governance token learning. So what we're going to do is to provide an equal right for people to earn governance token. And when we are make that available, because of the finance supply of the governance token, people will see more values of the governance token, which they will only earn the game token when they need it, for example, for minting, for repairing. And naturally, we will resolve the issue of the infinite supply because they will be the sort of a second class token in the app where people will focus on the GMT rather than GST.
3: And, and just to just to ask to your own point that, that's quite important i didn't touch on it before and i know we're getting to the end of this but um ultimately for a gst itself there are inflation and there are sinks, which the gst itself is burned um when you look at the sinks for for Stefan and all the all the other sort of gaming applications um you can roughly break the sinks down into something that's non-roi driven and something that is and the roi driven ones are probably like minting shoes or leveling up and whatnot um ultimately Ultimately it is of critical importance that uh, we and every other Game Five project continue to find ways to intelligently and non-intrusively uh, increase the percentage of the sinks that are sort of purely non-RY. And there are many, many ways to, to do that. And ultimately, if we were able to get this to a high percentage versus the inflation, uh, I think alongside with sort of the, the ability to, you know, farm or, or, or earn a second token. Uh, The uh, the game economy could be potentially uh, long term much more sustainable.
2: And and, uh, just to add another point, for Jason is, it's all sort of uh, self adjustable. For example, uh, if so many people mine GMT, then you're not going to get a lot. And then because less people are mining the GST and more people are using the GST and to burn to to mint to repair, the GST price is going to go up. And people say, oh my god, you know, actually I can make more by switching to the GST only. Then they're going to switch to GST. And then let's say, exactly like Bitcoin miners. when the, the sort of a difficult bomb hit, nobody can mine a lot. But once, like say in a bear market, when nobody mined Bitcoins, actually got a lot of Bitcoins because uh, you know, the difficult bomb actually uh, dropped. So it's constantly uh, hovering around this equilibrium where uh, you can mine some GST for a couple of days, and then you're gonna swing back to mine some GMTs. So keep always sort of a healthy balance uh, between the supply and demand and also we'll adjust along the side by adding more features and also we're going to run a lot of in-app activities um, for people to enjoy more of the game element of the app. So uh, all in all is to create the balance is more important. And as we create this balance, the uh, because we are offering an alternative for user uh, to earn, not only the JS itself. So the, you know, we we're going to talk about like a long tail sort of thing then the inevitable of inflation is going to be sort of delayed, constantly delayed. Every time when we reset almost equilibrium, you're going to be also uh, reset uh, the inflation a little bit of the GST.
1: Thanks for sharing with us. You uh you know, putting uh, into economics and also, I mean, you guys idea, um, you guys idea about uh, how this, uh, you know, uh, lifestyle app going to be. Uh, now and in the future really appreciate that i think it's a really good time you know talk with our i mean all every audience here and share with you guys to the you know uh wide committee as well and uh, yes we appreciate you know um uh young you're dying from australia It must be quite late now almost at 2 a.m in the morning so we have to close this space now and yeah thank you everyone for joining us thank you jason thank you
0: thank everyone you. thank you yeah,
1: have a good night
2: thanks guys
0: you too Bye-bye. Take care.
2: Bye-bye.